0: Indulgences. What are they and how do they work? This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, or a Dive Deep, into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen, and yes, indulgences still exist, but you may be confused on how they work what do you have to do to get an indulgence? What's the point of doing them? And if I do do them, what does it even bring me or give me? So, to get into that, we're going to give a real example right at the top because Bishop Thomas John Papraki has said you can get an indulgence if you go on a pilgrimage to the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception or the Old Cathedral, Saints Peter and Paul in Alton during our year of the Eucharist, which is happening now through December 8th. You got to have the usual conditions of. Uh, Getting that indulgence, which we're going to get into, because you might be wondering what the heck are the usual conditions. Anyway, we have Father Chris House here to answer all of it. Father House, how are you? Good. Indulgences? Did you learn much about indulgences in seminary? <laughs> I don't remember us ever talking about. Them. Oh, seriously, no. this is and because I think some people think the church did away with them. No, and didn't do. No, no, no. no. Thankfully, no. So. so we're going to talk about indulgence because, again, you can get an indulgence right now. Uh, so the usual conditions. So here, here's how you gain an indulgence. Um, that, of course, uh, you've got to go to confession. You have to receive the Eucharist. You have to pray for the intentions of the Pope, which is typically praying in Our Father and a Hail Mary, and then, of course, doing the prescribed act. So in this example, if you make a pilgrimage to the cathedral in Springfield or the old cathedral in Alton from now and through December 8th, and you do those other things, confession, Eucharist, pray for the Pope.
1: we got and- to tweak one of
0: those. Oh, you do?
1: The confession is actually we have to be free from attachment to sin. The best way to be free is through confession. Okay. But the actual is by being kept because you may go to confession today, do an indulgence, and tomorrow— You're still free from sin. Hopefully, you can then do another indulgence, depending on various things. So, being free from attachment to sin.
0: Okay. Good. Good clarification. See, you you didn't learn this in seminary, and you're you're already you're already you know everything about it going on. Well, I've been Uh, ordained 21 years. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, okay, I do these things, Father. House, I go to the cathedral, and I do all these things. Pray for the Pope, Eucharist, free from sin, confession. What does that mean for me? What do I get out of
1: this? Uh, So, what is an indulgence, or why an indulgence? So. Sin has a residual effect. We call that temporal punishment. Okay? So, temporal punishment is made up for through various things through good works, charity, through indulgences. So, in essence, in the Catholic tradition, a person who dies in the state of grace, but with any attachment to sin, This is the whole, our understanding of purgation and purgatory. Likewise, someone who would die with any residual temporal punishment on their soul goes through purgation, okay, so time and purgatory. The challenge, we talk about time, even though there's no time outside of heaven, so it's God's time, it's not our time. So that's why we seek out indulgences, is to order ourselves so that when the Lord summons us, whenever that may be, that we are able to make that full and undivided yes, and go right into the glory of heaven.
0: Now, let me stop you really quick, because I think some people may say, but I thought confession makes our soul 100% clean. Well, that's it takes away our sins.
1: but there. So this is the justice aspect. That's why we have penances. We're forgiven, but we do penance as a form of justice in that. And so... Penance is meant to make up for the sin or to restore justice or to help us get back on the right path and keep us on the right path. Like I said, there's that residual effect that comes, that temporal punishment that comes out from sin. So, this, once again, where do indulgences come from? They're from the merits gained by the Lord Jesus's passion and death on the cross and the church. Is basically is the treasure house in which those merits are kept and she dispenses these
0: so so in essence so i go to confession i go all these years i've been going to confession my sins are forgiven uh, but i still despite being forgiven i still have that attachment and doing an indulgence wipes all that temporal punishment clean if it's a plenary indulgence in a plenary indulgence, which in this example with bishop Prockey it is a plenary indulgence right. um now I hear that, though, and I might be thinking, okay, holy cow, so I've had decades of sin piling up, which I've been forgiven through confession every once in a while, but I have all this temporal punishment built up over all these years, and all I have to do is make a pilgrimage, confession, Eucharist, say some prayers for the Pope, and all that's taken care of. Right. That seems like a huge treasure
1: It is, and the challenge is for us to not just kind of just brush that off as being like, oh, transactional Catholicism. No, it's because it shows us just how great and awesome the love and the mercy of God is, and that he has given this to the church so that this can be dispensed, because once again, what Bishop Paprocki has established was done through the Holy See, So as bishop, he himself couldn't just do this. He actually wrote to the Holy See to what we call the Apostolic Penitentiary. So not a prison in the Vatican. But it is basically where certain matters of the internal forum regarding confession, uh, where those things are done because they have to be done mostly in a a private way. But in matters of indulgences, if a bishop for different reasons wants to have them for a special occasion like this— Bishop Paprocki wrote to the Holy See, to the uh, apostolic penitentiary, and this was granted. So once again, it's the supreme authority of the church that is granting this through those treasury of graces given by the Lord Jesus, won by him on the cross, and then given to the church, and she dispenses these.
0: Now, you may have touched on it a little bit right there, but I want to talk about, because I've heard the argument, this all just sounds made up. This is just man Bishop Apraki said, hey, we're going to have this year of the Eucharist. Hey, I'm going to write to to Rome. And a bunch of guys in Rome, granted they're cardinals and, you know, in church authority, but they say, you know what, Bishop, this sounds good. You know, we're going to say, yeah, we'll give you a plenary indulgence for your people. Go ahead and do this. And then, bam, all these people do it, and all the temporal punishment is wiped away. And it's just, some people may be like, this is man just making things up. Once again, we always have to remember the two
1: pillars— scripture and tradition. That's the deposit of the faith, scripture and tradition. So we trust in the guidance of the Holy Spirit over these 2,000 years of the church. Remember, the Bible did not fall down from heaven in a completed bound form given by God. The Bible came about, as we know it, 400 years after our Lord's death, resurrection, and ascension. When compiled by the church in the canon, the canon was closed. How did that happen? Through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So this is one of the many wondrous things in the church that we believe the Holy Spirit has guided us to, has revealed to us, and we continue to understand that.
0: Now, what do we know about the history of indulgences? You know, is it in the Bible? We know Martin Luther had a beef with the church because they were selling indulgences, and rightfully so, that beef right. was was totally legitimate. Um, and you know, to your point, you didn't even learn about indulgences in right. seminary. People thought they went away, but they never did. So it kind of seems that has this broken history, and,
1: and and sadly, very much so. And and what Martin Luther was arguing against regarding indulgences. He was not wrong, so back in the 16th century, um, not exactly the brightest page in church history. So we've had you, we've had a few. You have a, we have we uh, have some things going on. So we have uh, Pope Leo the 10th. Um, he was no John Paul II. Second. We'll just put it that way, and uh, he wants to build St. Peter's and do some other things. And um, so we have yes. There is this building or this selling of indulgences. There was actually a Dominican friar named John Tetzel who uh, has kind of this uh, infamous uh, history of, he had this slogan where he was selling indulgences and it basically was every time a coin in the coffer sings, a soul from Purgatory Springs. <laughs> so you could, uh, a little jingle. So you could uh, give your shillings or your ducats or whatever it was and then you this false notion that you literally you were buying somebody out of the pains of purgatory or, or whatever else and so and it was an abuse. It was absolute abuse. And um and the church rectified that. So but to this day though we still have in common memory this notion of oh indulgences and there's something bad about that. No. So I mean we cannot buy the mercy of God. We cannot buy the merits of Christ. Um, and it's not so much that we earn them, because Christ has already made that satisfaction, but by doing these gestures, by receiving Holy Communion, by doing usually some type of devotional practice, by praying for the intention of the Holy Father, it just shows our desire to be in union with the Lord and to receive the good things that come from him and to have that and that desire to have all those things that are contrary to
0: Christ wiped away. So as, as we've talked now, so an indulgence is a, a huge treasure of, of the church. And if you do it, 100% clean slate, you're going straight to heaven if you were to die in that moment. Um, you know, people might be wondering then, okay, this is such an awesome thing. Where can I find out more? Because okay, we mentioned Bishop Prakki, I know in previous years Pope Francis has announced if you visit a cemetery during November and pray right. for the souls in purgatory, and then of course do no attachment from sin, i.e., confession, Eucharist, pray. For, you know, you do the usual. You always have to do the usual conditions. You'll receive an indulgence. But it's almost like if you didn't see that in catholic media you wouldn't even have known that an indulgence was even available in november so is there an indulgence website or how, how do yeah. people find out about because there's indulgences all over the place how can people find out about well where there's they a, are?
1: there is a manual of them uh, the most uh, i want to say 2006 but maybe a later edition that was put out by the uh, u.s uh, conference of catholic bishops um you can google it go online you can find manual of indulgences and it will list um, all of the indulgences are out there. Um, the last time I received one was this past Corpus Christi, and I Googled it, and, that, and it was a specific prayer. It's um, the Laude Zion, I believe it was. It's the, basically the sequence of the Mass on uh, Corpus Christi. And so by praying that devotely, devouted, devotedly with um, fulfilling the other conditions, the, the indulgence is gained.
0: Now, I also want to ask um, about, okay, so if you do an indulgence, I've heard it said that, okay, let's say you've, you got, I'll use me an example. I'm 38 years old. Okay. So I've, I've been unfortunately sinning for a lot of decades and, you know, go to confession. Okay. So if I get an indulgence today, does all that temporal punishment, all that temporal punishment goes away from my past. Mm -hmm. So does that in essence reset me? So then come, I'll call it judgment day, all that, I'll call it, future temporal punishment, I'll build up because I now have it is God's not, He's not going to hold the other temporal punishment against me because I got an indulgence going in the past. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very fast. So, again, this is, this is a major, major treasure of, of the church. Um, and there's always something, too, about, we talk about looking
1: towards death. I always encourage people um, for their loved ones uh, at that, that last hour uh, when a priest comes. Hopefully, Tell this, please, don't be afraid to call a priest and ask them to come and to celebrate the last sacraments with your loved one. So many times I've heard it said, people say to me, well, we know you're busy, we don't want to bother you. Well, I didn't get ordained to sit behind a desk. <laughs> I got ordained to go out and celebrate the sacraments and to, to serve God through his people. And so one of the things a priest can do, and I always offer when I'm dealing with somebody in danger of death, is called the apostolic pardon. And so in essence, that is a plenary indulgence that is given without all of those conditions where a priest basically by virtue of the office he is given by being in persona Christi is able to bestow those merits on somebody who is dying, assuming that they are able to, that their soul is in cooperation with that grace given. So it's a wonderful thing that can be given. And we believe that a person who is able to receive that indulgence the apostolic pardon on their deathbed at the moment of death enters into paradise
0: how how challenging is it or the, the mindset of us which, how, what's our mindset should be when it comes to indulgences and what i mean by that is okay we want to participate and do them because they're a good thing but to your point that we don't want to think transactionally where it's like okay if i okay I, you know what i got some temporal punishment you know what i'm going to i'm going to knock out this indulgence and then a week later you know what Let's get some more off me. I'm gonna and you start doing it, but you, you're. It's like your your brain's in the right mind. You want to get your temporal punishment off of you, but is your heart really in the right mind? But at the same token, you shouldn't not do it. So it's like there's kind of like this conflicting thing going on.
1: Well, and one thing too is we can always offer these for somebody who's died. Oh, good point. You can only receive one indulgence a day, but the next day you could you could receive
0: an indulgence and apply it to a member of the faithful departed. So, you
1: know, number one. That's Basically, a good
0: point, yeah. though. So, so that, that alone kind of answers the question. If, if you if you're starting to think I'm doing it more transactionally for myself, right. if you start to not think about yourself, right. then you know you're doing it for the right, the hundred percent, the right reason.
1: I would say approaching indulgences is the same with approaching the sacrament of reconciliation. We should never approach it with presumption that, well, I can do this and God will forgive me. Well, I can do this, and I can have this wiped away. First and foremost, we always seek holiness. We seek to do what God is asking us to do. We seek to do those things that are going to move us towards heaven. These are for the times when we falter and we fail. God provides these things. So first and foremost, always be seeking the life of grace. Always be seeking to do what God is asking us to do. And when we fail, these are the things we've been given as aids to get us back on the right path.
0: Now, we've talked about plenary indulgences, which are full indulgences. I want to talk about partial indulgences, and something I learned recently in a Bishop of column in Catholic Times, and I want to kind of get into partial indulgences. He wrote that those are granted to the Christian faithful while carrying out their duties and enduring the hardships of life. They raise their minds and humble trust to God and make at least mentally some pious invocation. This can be done, for example, offering hardships throughout the day to God. Uh, Partial indulgence is also granted to the faithful, who give compassionately of themselves, of their goods, or serve their brothers and sisters in need. Um, Also, in a spirit of penance, voluntarily abstaining from something that is pleasing to them. Um, And also just, you know, being a witness for your faith. So my question is, all of us, people of faith, are kind of already doing that already. So are we Getting indulgences, or do you have to knowingly do, do? You have to knowingly say, "I'm going to do this because I know I'm going to get an indulgence to get the indulgence."
1: I think the idea is the intention is to unite ourselves in that. So, and the hope is that though that these things translate eventually until we're living our lives in such a way without even thinking about it that we get to the point where hopefully we wouldn't even need this. That we're living our lives naturally. In a christ-centered way but no we unite ourselves we make that intention i want this because i want what it's bringing it's bringing me into deeper relationship with christ
0: what is a partial indulgence
1: that's a good question (laughs) now i say that because it used to be when we talked about indulgences especially before the reforms of the second vatican council you would see partial indulgences would be listed for 30 days 100 days 300 days 500 days things like that you meaning a
0: time off of purgatory
1: yes the reality is this though we don't so much talk about that anymore in those language because once again god's time is not our time beyond earth so space and time are creatures they are temporal realities purgatory heaven even hell those are a whole different plane of existence so it's beyond the time that we understand so you'll see plenary indulgences um list or i'm sorry partial indulgences listed you won't see in more modern times, times listed, just get a plenary. Indul- or it, sometimes it will be, usually you'll see also a partial indulgence would be listed under a plenary. Like there's something you cannot fully fulfill in the plenary, well then you would get a partial indulgence. So my advice is always, you know, strike go for the plenary get it just
0: go for it all go for the gold but again you 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 say to get a plenary or even to do these partials again a lot of these things that we, we're doing already right um you have to at least in your mind knowingly tell god hey i'm doing this to get an indulgence or the indulgence has to be on your mind in well, order yeah. to get the indulgence right.
1: because what's the end it's it's the desire to be completely pure before the lord So every aspect of who we are, the totality of our essence, we want that to be free from anything that is contrary to God. We want our lives to be in complete satisfaction in the Lord's sight. So that's why we do these things. Once again, it's not about checking boxes. It's not about living in fear of God. It's not about, um, you know, this transactional Catholicism. But it's these actions which hopefully are pointing toward a disposition that move us to a consistent disposition of being in line with God in our lives.
0: One other final quick question. W- what about people who, <clears throat> um, you know, I'm not going to go to confession or do all these things unless I'm doing it to an indulgence. So what I mean by that, like, okay, all these partial were if you, you serve your brothers and sisters in Christ, it's like, well, you know, I'm only going to do it when I get an indulgence out of it, you know, as opposed to just, doing it like oh, i serve my brothers and sisters in christ i just do that naturally but now that i know i can get a partial indulgence out of it i'm only going to do it when i tell god hey i wanted a partial indulgence for this you see others you said there's kind of maybe well, now sitting, we have a slippery slope right because now
1: it's basically it's we've turned in on ourselves and it's it's for me so instead of God's
0: glory and the good of my sisters and brothers. So, so, so really quick, because yeah. I'm just i I'm trying to think of questions people would oh, ask, no, like, Father, leg- I don't really get this. Legitimate. Um But if you say that, well, you're thinking of me, but isn't that what the indulgence is? I'm trying to clean my soul.
1: Yes, but as long as we're not exclusively thinking about me. I'm only going to do this because of this. No, we should seek the good for the good not just because how I'm going to benefit from it. I mean, but at the same time, the church teaches that there are two types of contrition. There's perfect contrition and there's imperfect contrition. She accepts them both. Perfect contrition is, I'm sorry for my sins because I've offended God. Uh, Imperfect contrition is, I'm sorry for my sins because I don't want to burn in hell. So, and the church accepts both, but she encourages us to strive for perfect contrition. I'm sorry because I've offended God.
0: Okay, I, sorry, we're now maybe getting a little off the beaten path because I, what you said is is interesting to me because the way, I guess, the, the way I sometimes perceive, okay, I, of course, want to go to heaven, but there's also a part of me, I'll say 50%, doesn't want to go to hell. And are you saying, like, that's that's really not, you know, of course, we should always be striving for heaven, but as human beings, we're still always kind of, I don't want to go down there. And that's imperfect. I almost like, almost like you shouldn't even be thinking about hell in a sense. Well, that should always be a part of it. No, I don't. But the whole thing is, why do I not
1: want to go to hell? I don't want to go to hell because I don't want to suffer, or I don't want to go to hell because I don't want to be separated from God which, of course, is the source of the suffering. So it's about the mindset, and, it's about, and that's about growing in holiness. That's about growing in discipleship, is that that mindset would change and develop, moving from the imperfect to the perfect, moving away from I don't want to suffer to I want to be in union with the Lord. I don't want anything that's contrary to that.
0: And get an indulgence and you'll be wiped clean. So that's what it's all about, right? That's the hope. All right. Father Chris House, thanks for coming on or being a part of Dive Deep. If you would like more podcasts, head over to dioorg slash podcast. As Father House said, you can do just a quick Google search to see what indulgences are out there. Of course, we mentioned at the top, visiting the cathedral in Springfield or the old cathedral in Alton and doing the usual conditions. And hopefully you'll get that indulgence.